We're rolling. Okay. So we're rolling with episode 22 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. And uh, 22 is my favorite number. So I think this is going to be a very extra special episode for us. Uh Yay! Because it's such a great number. So I'm Christina and joined with Angela and Melissa. Hello. Hello. Both of them in Colorado right now. Yes. At the moment. So is there a reason why 22 is your favorite number? Or like that you can share, or is it just like the same it, reason seven's been my favorite number since I was four? Really, no. Twenty-two was a was a number of uh, my favorite baseball player growing up. Ah, okay. And yes. it became my twenty-two since. Yeah, I was probably. Oh, I don't even know. Since you old, were twenty-two, but, it's been your. No. Yes, <laughs> which was like then. last year, right? So like last year. <laughs> I just turned 22. It's like the Taylor uh, Swift song. I think she stole uh, it from me. <laughs> Taylor Swift heard it was my favorite number, and so she's just like, I'm writing a song about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, so it became my favorite number. And I would see it. There was a time, like fairly recently, I would see the 22 pop up everywhere. And whenever I see, like, I'll see a license plate, I'll see 22. I'll see just the clock, you know, 22, and I'll, ju- I'll just see it everywhere. It's so weird. It's, it's, it, it was, is weird. Yeah. And it was for a time. Have you ever? Like two weeks span, I would see it single, like really every single place I would see 22. Have you ever requested to have 22 as your number at a race? <gasps> That's funny. You should mention that. Yes, I have. Oh, at Havelina Hundred, uh, yes. Oh, oh sweet. very good. Do you know? But, do you know if you got well, it? No, I don't. I actually did not select twenty-two itself, though, because I felt like it was such a low number, and I thought they give like low, oh. low numbers to like you know really special mm. people. You are so, a really special person. You are special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I requested two, two, two. Uh huh. Oh. Triple two. Triple two. So we'll see if I get it. If not, then whatever. Okay, Era Viper Running, are you listening to this? We've got a special request coming through. Ears up, Jamil. Ears up, Jamil. From a a young lady (laughs) in California. Christina Castro, number 222. 222. 222. But if they decide to, like, chop off a two and just give me a 22, like – who would be One just, exactly? I, I mean, I would not argue that. I would just, whew. yeah, that would be awesome. That seems reasonable. Yeah, I think so. So, why is I'm your number? Sure. Why is your favorite number seven? I don't know. I just, I have no idea. Probably because when I was little, it was whatever lucky number seven, and I just, and I loved my seventh birthday party, <laughs> which was a you know. A long time ago, but I remember my seventh birthday party because my sister did a magic show for me. Oh, how fun! I I don't know. I've just always liked the number seven. Nice. Do you see it? Like and it's it? the day I was. It's the day I was born because my birthday is June seventh. So there's that. That's right. And seven is the day Wayne was born too. We're both born on a seven, so I don't, it's a lucky number. Oh, how nice! Okay. <laughs> 
Very nice. And Melissa, what's your favorite number now that we're on that topic? I do not have a favorite number. I don't don't have a lucky number. I don't. You don't have one you like always pick? Like if somebody says pick a number between one and ten, what do you pick? I don't know. It's random. You randomly pick one. Random, yeah. That's because you're a scientist. That's true. I, I don't know. That's Actually, why. I don't know why. That's I study why. monkeys. I, I don't do that. That's well. <laughs> monkeys are random. They are. <laughs> so speaking of monkeys, okay. actually, this has nothing to do with monkeys. <laughs> I would love to hear about Christina's recent ultra that she ran. <laughs> the bulldog, which is sort of related to monkeys. <laughs> I did. <laughs> There were monkeys on the trail. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) What? I missed that in the (laughs) write-up. There's a lot of monkeying around. So this race has Okay, so you did the 50 mile at the Bulldog, right? 50K. Oh, you did the 50K? Yeah, there's only the 50K. The 25K and a 50K. 25K is one loop and the 50K is uh, two loops. Two loops. So I had to go around two loops. And only in my training runs, I've only done one loop. And each training run has been uh, much slower. Sure. So I wasn't really expecting um, – I don't know what I was expecting for the race, to be honest. Because there's cutoff times for the first yeah. loop. You have four hours to complete the first loop in order to proceed. And last year, I – um, I had a minute to get in and out of that last aid station Ooh. to get onto the next, onto the second loop. So I had that, you know, going into the race. Like I had that in my head, just thinking, oh my gosh, what if I don't meet this cutoff time? Because all my training runs have been like over four hours. And so, but then I take into account that, you know, they were slower, I was talking, I did video, and going into the race this time, I wasn't going to do much of any of that. Like, I was, I was so focused that I kept thinking, I'm not going to carry on conversations, I'm not going to lollygag, I'm not going to video, I'm just going to, you know, plow along, keep my head down, and just keep moving as fast as I possibly could go. So the race itself started actually like pretty awesomely because I got to see and meet Katra Corbett. Yes, I was so excited about that. (laughs) I was literally okay, so so when we heard about that, I was just like, oh my gosh, is she really gonna be there first of all? And then I thought if she really is gonna be there, I'm just gonna be just in such, you know, awestruck, like seriously, I don't know what I was, what I would feel. So I'm there standing there. Um, the race was delayed a few minutes because of, uh, a, uh, uh, off ramp. The exit was closed off like the main exit to get to the race. So a lot of runners were coming in a little late. Oh man. Yeah. So, it, it is, it is. And nobody knew, like, I didn't even know. And I'm like, well, how do I get, how do I get to the start from this next exit? I have no idea. So luckily I had a lot of 
time because I wanted to make sure I got there really early mm-hmm. just so I could relax, you know, just calm down and get my bib and stuff and just kind of, you know, lay low. So um, it was delayed for a few minutes and I was standing there talking to um, uh, my family, my mom and my sister were there. And so then, and, and a friend of mine, and so we're standing there and I looked over and I said, oh my gosh, that's Capra. <laughs> like, that's her. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, do I go over there? Maybe we should just go over there. And I thought, no, you know, and I never approach anybody. Like when I see like, I don't really care. Like I never approach anybody. The last time I approached anybody was Rich Roll, like seriously, and even that. Really? Yeah. You, see, you're like right in like the like if you if any, <laughs> like there would be no, I'm not gonna run into any celebrities in Fruta. I mean, like every now and then somebody comes through, but like I wouldn't know. Nobody would know. But like you're like around like if you could like see people all the time. I didn't know you met Rich Roll. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I just <sighs> I just saw somebody else um, on Sunday. I saw another actor. But nobody would really know him unless they watch like the OC. Mm. So, and I, oh, and I, and I've been watching it like fairly recently, so I recognized him. But he's just like this, you know, little, you know, little actor, but not little, but anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. So, uh, he's no catcher Corbett, let's put it that way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, a another friend of mine um, who I don't know very well, but um, you know I've talked to her a few times. She was talking to her, so that was I kind of used that as my kind of opening to like just go say hi to her. So it's sort of like, oh hi, oh hey, hi, I know you, sort of like that. So oh, I said hi to my funny. friend, and then Katra was right there, and I just I just was like. I'm a huge fan. Like I'm so like, I didn't know at this point, I don't even know what I said. I have no idea what I said, but I just, she was like, Oh, you're so sweet. You know, she asked me my name and I said, Angela. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Maybe it's Melissa. I said, you know, and she was just so super nice. And then I looked over and then I saw Truman and I think I got more starstruck. With Truman. Truman. This is her dog? Is that? It's her dog. Yes. The dog was running the race? No, no. He he wasn't allowed. Dogs are not allowed on the course. On the bulldog. Truman has the dog. Yeah. (laughs) No dogs on the bulldog. No dogs allowed on that on that bulldog. Yeah. On that whole trail. No no dogs are allowed on that trail. So what was what was Truman gonna do? Did Truman have somebody to take care of him? He did. Did she have like an entourage? I feel like the the or I don't know like elite ultra runners they they have entourages like people who take they care of their, people they have people she had their needs she had a couple like friends with her that the gentleman was holding Truman um her friend and then I think there was another uh, female friend there and then there was another runner friend um of hers that was I think also doing the race um but other than that that was that was it she was just with a couple people so her entourage was kind of like yours yeah exactly (laughs) 
Exactly. You have made it, Christina. When you have an entourage, you know you've made it. Well, this was actually kind of bizarre, too, because I had a little moment. I had several moments in the race. So the first moment happened when I was in line for the restroom, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was standing right behind me. So I turned around and talked to her, and there was a woman standing right behind her that saw me, and she says, you're that girl in the video. <gasps> and I, uh-oh, what video are you talking about? Because there's been a few. Just kidding. Just <laughs> <laughs> that, that one video. I'm like, oh. So she says, oh, yeah, you just watched it uh, on the race. And so that I was, no, I was recognized wow. from the race. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, you know. And, and then later on, we're walking to the start, and I got it again from this, this guy. And he was actually pretty cute. I'll say that. <gasps> he was pretty cute. He, he says, uh, he looks at me, and he says, oh, my God, I just watched your video. And just like out of the blue. And I said, oh, thanks. He says, yeah, I watched it like three times. <gasps> and he just he says, but then I saw you suffering. And then I just had to turn it off. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty rough. And everyone was so nice. So it happened. I don't even know how many times it happened during the two loops. It happened so many times. Somebody would say, I saw your video, or if they weren't sure it was me, they would ask me, like, are you the girl that made the video of the course? And I said, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, no, that's not me. So I said, yeah. <laughs> so everyone was so super, super sweet, super nice about, about everything. Because they could have said, oh, it was horrible. But they, uh, people had even, you know, see, you know, had even said that they found it helpful, which I, you know, I appreciated. I think helpful in the sense that they were able to see glimpses of the course itself. Mm-hmm. That you know, maybe they're not going to be surprised when they see it. So I thought that was really, really strange. But this weird, odd thing happened um, on the first loop. And I was coming out of an aid station just before these um, big rock structures. And I'm, I'm climbing up and I see this guy on the end um, up ahead. And he had his like, camera and there was a girl that came up on the other side of this rock formation along the side of me. And she started running with me and the guy like took a photo of us. Hmm. And I thought that was so strange. I'm like, okay, huh. is she, is this like a paparazzi shot? Yeah. Like, did she want it? So strange. And so I just like kind of smiled at her and I'm just like, oh, hi. Because <laughs> I didn't know where she came from. And then she stopped near the guy and I kept going. So she wasn't in the race. She was just out there, which I thought was just, but she was a runner. I could tell she was a runner, but I was just, I just found that a little it was a little odd. I don't know what that was. So you still never found out what the deal was? No. And I'm like, okay, is this going to show up somewhere? <laughs> she was like, there's that girl who made the video. I want my picture with her. <laughs> yeah, that was a little funny. I don't know, but everybody was so sweet. You know, I couldn't really, you know, you know I, I was just very humbled by it. I was very surprised because I've never had that ever happen to me in a race before. Wow. Except someone recognized me on Instagram during uh, 
Leona divide, which was, that was the only time. But this was a little different. This was almost several, a few times. And then at one point on the second loop, another girl, she was with uh, these two girls. And one of them had asked me, are you the one that, are you the girl that made that video, the courts video? And I said, oh, yeah. She says, oh, because we asked some other girl. And she says it wasn't her. And we thought maybe it was you. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anywho. Yeah. But the race itself. um, Okay. Let's just get back to the race itself. Um, I felt really good. Like energy wise, I felt surprisingly really good. And I, I wrote down. Um, on my bottles, the aid stations, the mileage, and when I should take my nutrition. Mm. And that helped really, like, uh, it, it helped a lot. So I can stay on track on when I needed to take my, my CarboPro and my gels. So um, I finished the first, and did you have any questions about the first loop? Yes, I I have a question. So, (laughs) were you the girl who made the video? (laughs) No, so you you were relying on Carbo Pro and gel. Did you do any other stuff? Or did you bring your own stuff or take stuff from the aid station? That was it? No, that was all mine. You didn't take any aid station food? The only thing I took was an Otter Pop. And oh, Coca-Cola. No, no potato chips. No potato chips. No. What? Yeah, I didn't. Because, you know, here's the thing. I don't do well with solid food. And this has been a mm-hmm. constant issue mm-hmm. and something that I'm trying to work on with, with Havelina because from what I hear, it's like I need to take solid food. I'm not going to be able to get through 100 miles if I don't take solid food. And to be honest, that's a concern for me because I don't do well with solid food. So I just ran strictly on liquid, on CarboPro and Otter Pop, one gel and a few ounces of Coca-Cola. And the, the sweetness didn't get to you? You, were, you didn't no. feel like you needed salty? For uh, No, I didn't. And I didn't even take, to be honest, I don't even if, I don't even know if I took a salt tab. I may have taken one, but I honestly, I think I took one during the whole race. I don't take a whole lot of salt um, because, you know, I have salt in my diet and I actually ate like ramen noodles the day before. So the sodium itself it, it wasn't an issue. And I've never, and I don't want to say I've never, because I don't want to jinx myself, like have had issues with like leg cramps or anything. Mm-hmm. And the weather was great. And I was, even though I was sweating out, the weather was still cool enough in the first loop that I didn't sweat so, so much that I was losing stuff. It was only on the second loop was when the, the heat came out, but it wasn't even overly hot. Like that was the, that was the thing. I was so prepared for the heat mm-hmm. that it wasn't an issue at all. 
like everything perfect. Like it happened so perfectly during this race. You know, I kept track of my nutrition. I stayed on track with it. The only time I, um, I went off it was with the Otter Pop that was thrown in. And I wasn't going to even take that. But at that point, I was like, wow, that sounds so good. And I only had one. And then at the end, on the last aid station, I had the Coca-Cola. And that was only because I was the first person who was going to get it because they just got it. And I wasn't going to even get any. So here's, here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing. So when I got to the second to the last, last aid station, I think it was like mile like 19-ish, um, I started playing leapfrog with this, this older gentleman. And he was, up until this point, I didn't really see him much because he was ahead of me. And I caught it up to him and he was running a little bit. But then he went into this very nice clip of just power hiking. He was hiking so fast, like I had to literally run to keep up with him. So when I started to hike, he passed me. Well, he was still hiking. Yeah, he kept hiking. And so the only time I got to pass him was if I ran and ran much faster. (laughs) So we did this between the first, I mean, the second to the last aid station and the last aid station. So it was like mile, I think it was like 19 to like 27-ish, 28, I think it was. I'm not really sure. Or 29. And... When I got to that last A station, I wasn't going to even stop. So I got there and then they had the Coca-Cola. So I decided to have the Coca-Cola. And in that time, that man passed me. Wow. <laughs> like when I left, he was a good clip, like good distance ahead of me. I'm like, oh, man. I didn't get to him until like the final yards of the whole race. It was so fast. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then later on after the race, I saw that he had a Havelina 100 sticker on his car. Oh. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I could have, if I had a had I known, I would have asked him so many questions. <laughs> so backtrack real quick. I got through the first loop. And I hit the cutoff time and I reached it like less than, it was like, I think it was like 25, 26 minutes left to spare for the second loop. Wow, that's awesome. So that was, that was pretty, that made me very happy. Like I was ecstatic and I wanted to give like everybody high fives and I wanted to yell. I wanted to yell at everybody and just say, oh my gosh, (laughs) I did did it. I sure I had a minute and now I have like 26 minutes. I wanted to know. I know really the did. girl in the video. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, so after when you start the second loop, you have to get your bib uh, marked. So before I left, this lady had told me, she says, she says, Oh, don't forget to get marked down over here. And I look at her and I said, Am I on sale? just a little humor and she just stopped (laughs) i'm on sale anywho okay so what else that's that's pretty much it i finished this race (laughs) i got a pr i was super happy i cut off like close to 14 minutes i try not to focus on it too much 
Why not? It, because, you know, all my races, like all 50Ks have just been different courses. Oh, yeah, that's true. Different issues, you know, had this, you know, if, if I do this again next year, and I don't know if I will, to be honest, um, then it would probably mean something if I got like a PR mm-hmm. on it. But, you know, it, they're all different. Like every single one has been different. So, you know, it's nice. It definitely gives me a little bit of uh, a boost of confidence for Havelina. Just just mentally and uh, knowing that so far nutrition has been um, pretty well. And I stayed hydrated. I didn't get nauseous. I didn't get, you know, sick in any way. Um, But one thing that really surprised me was how sore my shoulders got. Hmm. because like I in the like in the back or no like right in the the joints mm. because I was pumping my arms so mm. much on that first climb and it's like a three and a half mile like close to four mile just straight up climb right and I'm power hiking all the way up and that's when it kind of like started even on that first loop and then my back started to hurt it wasn't, it was it painful. It was just really achy. And I didn't have any of that during any of my training runs on that first loop. Of course, I was going slower and I wasn't really power hiking up. I didn't really use my arms too much. So, I mean, that's definitely a factor. But I was really surprised that. And on that second loop, I could definitely feel it a whole lot more. Like, I just really want to just pop my arms off my shoulders. That's just, pretty like, you know, extreme. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. It, I literally just wanted to just, you know, be like the little Barbie dolls and just boop, take off the arms, set them down right there. <laughs> well, I'm glad it didn't come to that. It did not. <laughs> and I finished and I got a buckle, my first buckle. Wow. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, it was very cool because it was the 25th anniversary of the 50K. Ah, that's awesome. So it was... It was really nice. I heard some people like complained about, you know, the medals and buckles, but I don't know what their deal is. But I did not complain. I was very proud of it. And I thought the 25K medal was great as well. So it was a very nice race. And I don't know if I'll do it again, but I'm glad I did it once. And you seem to recover from it well. I did. I really did. I, yeah, I was sore maybe a couple days and then. Yeah, nothing, nothing too bad after that. That was good. Yeah, because you were right back out at it. Yeah, went on a, a hike the next day because it was your birthday the next day, right? Yes, it was. Oh, I did walk. Yeah, I walked a little bit yeah. today, and then um, right, I made it to my birthday. Twenty twenty two. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes. 22. You oh. couldn't pay me to be 22 again. I was a terrible person when I was 22. Were you no, really? No, you weren't. Yeah. I highly yeah. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I was a terrible person. No. Did you throw cats out of windows? No. Okay. You didn't. You were not a terrible person. <laughs> I was not as well developed as I. Although that doesn't sound good either. Well, <laughs> Not as mature. I just nix that right there. Oh my goodness. 
goodness. So anywho. Um, Good. Well, I'm yeah. glad you had a PR and you had, you, I don't know, you recovered so well. You, you've been out having some good long runs and good training. and Yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. going very well. It's been a little bit tough sometimes getting out. Yeah. But I keep trying to remind myself, okay, I signed up for this and I really want to do as well as I possibly can. And so I got to do the work. Yeah. Well, so maybe this is 22. So we just kind of have a heavy Christina um, episode here. But now you also have Chicago coming up, right? So that's been another big, cool thing going on with you. Yeah. Chicago's very special. Chicago, the Chicago Marathon holds a very special place in my heart. It was my first marathon. And it only came because somebody had recommended it to me as my first marathon. So, and so you traveled, were you living in LA then and then traveled to Chicago for it? No, I was actually living in San Francisco at the time. Oh, so I still California, yeah, yeah, still California. And so, I, yeah, so it became my first marathon and first destination race. Nice. So, I wanted to go back. Um, I've been wanting to do Chicago for a number of years because I always end up watching it when it's when it's on. Like every year, I just say, "Gosh, I want to go back to Chicago." And I've been there before, like after the marathon, um, just for uh, it, I went for a baseball game. So it wasn't like you know I went again for the marathon, but I wanted to be there again to do the marathon because I keep telling myself, "Oh, I want to run it again." I wanna... It just never happened because I would always choose a different marathon or just not do one. So um, to mark my 25th, I wanted to make it very extra, extra special. And I am running on behalf of the American Cancer Society because it's something that cancer has been uh, kind of uh, imperative in my, in my life and has affected people. Um, very dear and, and close to me. So it was sure. important for me to run on behalf of something that I was passionate about and something that was particularly very meaningful. So I'm, ex- I'm really excited to be a part of Chicago in that sense. And I, even though the 25th is, is fine and dandy, um, it's, it's, it has much greater meaning for me this time around. The 25, it doesn't really matter as much. But knowing that I, I'm doing something on behalf of something that's really good, and and people have been so graciously, you know, uh, generous with donations, and I'm just floored. And every time I would get one, and I don't want to start crying right now, but every time I would get a notification, it just it just brought tears to my eyes. And I don't want to cry right now, but it, it I will I will break down because it's just been so it's been, I've just been so inspired by people. So yeah. So it, for, when you when you run for a a cause like that how do you and how do you do that cuz I don't you know when I don't do any those big races I've never done one of those really big races or whatever and I hear people all the time talk about oh well I'm running for this or running for that and so like what is that how do you do that and like what happens and you know I mean is is there like Can you just talk about that a little? Um, 
when I was looking for a charity and I went through every single one, like every single one, because I didn't know at first. And um, I had an idea, but there were a few other charities that were still in the realm of, um, I knew I wanted to help people, even though I love animals. And, you know, there was one for like, you know, shelter animals and, and, you know, homeless pets. And I thought, well, those are really great. But um, I really wanted something that would be impactful for for people. And I knew cancer was was a part of my life from, you know, that people have had it. So uh, there were several charities I was looking at. And then this one, when I read for American Cancer Society, just seemed to really stick out for me and reading about people's experience with them and what they've done for people, it was sort of a no-brainer that I would run for them. So I bypassed the lottery, uh, the Chicago Marathon lottery, and got got guaranteed entry. And people can do that. If they want to run for a charity, um, they can bypass the lottery. And you can also do it for for the lottery and still do charity but I wanted to make sure that I was going to do it and I was going to do the race for a charity so my minimum was actually lower than what others were so when you go to register for the race there's an option on there that says something about running for a charity and then it gives you an option of all the charities that you can run for. Is that right? On the website, there was a listing of of charities and there's a special, a different section for charity runners. And it's, it would say like, Oh, be a guaranteed runner. Um, and you can, you know, run for these charities. So then you would, you would basically apply through that charity first and then they send you the link and then they say, okay, you can go ahead and register for the race. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That's cool. That's really cool. And then whatever money you raise um, through your, I'm assuming then you get a link through the, the, the charity and the, or the race and they, you get a link, you know, which you can, you know, you can email out or you can broadcast on social media for people to use and then all the money that you raise goes directly to that charity correct correct okay correct yeah oh directly yeah I don't I don't get any of it which is perfectly okay right right which I mean yeah I didn't figure you would get any of it but I didn't know if it was a you know I don't know I just didn't know how it worked I just thought it because you always hear about people running for different charities and I didn't know how that worked yeah, and I have another friend who's running for another uh, charity there in Chicago for, um, I believe it's getting children um, into fitness and health mm. there in Chicago. And he, he lives in L.A., but he's helping a Chicago-based um, uh, uh, charity. So. Wow. We'll have so can you put- do that with Boston, too? Oh, sorry. Boston, yeah, you can run for Boston Marathon oh, charity. Interesting. Yeah, without having to have a, a Boston qualifier. Correct. Because I'm gonna have to be 80 to ever qualify for Boston, and I, I may have to do that route too. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, you can run for for a charity for Boston Marathon, and now what I 
what I know about Boston or I think they have several uh, charities and some of them I think actually may require you to be qualified. Oh. I think, I think, I'm not sure, but a lot of them you, you don't, you don't have to be like reach that quality, the, the qualifying time. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's good information. Yeah. Really good. Really good. So, um, yes, my mileage has gotten longer for, uh, Havelina. And I'm thinking about you too, in terms of your journey to Havelina. She's so good with a little segue, isn't she? (laughs) (laughs) And I think we should talk about this because um, something has happened to you, Angela. Yes. In the past uh, few weeks. Yes, it's been a, it's, yeah, the past few weeks, month, really, have been um, um, a little, well, not really very busy because I haven't been working, so. (laughs) And why is that? (laughs) Well, um, because I, um, I got. I got fired from one job and accepted a much better job all within 24 hours. So, um, that's awesome. That's uh, win-win. Congratulations. Living the dream. um, I know it's, yeah. I'm like, you know, if I, if I'm going to get two weeks of severance pay, I'm going to enjoy my time off. So I've, I've actually had a really nice time being, being off the past couple weeks but um and just knowing that can you rewrite my resume yeah you bet you bet i i'm gonna run a little resume writing uh workshop on the side you know (laughs) pay for race entries next year (laughs) great idea because it's literally like oh yeah i have an interview oh yeah i have another interview and i'm like holy shit Yeah, well, I and I, you know, I wrote about it on my blog, but I, I, we had this deal at work that came up where they wanted to know what our goals and whatnot were. And um, it like created a major crisis for me because I was like, oh my gosh, my goals do not include continuing to work where I am at. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why, I spent, why was that? Two, because it's just not the job that I had is not where I want to be. I didn't enjoy the work. I didn't, um, I love the people that I worked with. I, um, but I just did not like the work. It wasn't challenging. It was, you know, and there was some internal stuff, you know, but it just, that's not where I wanted to be. And, um, you know, I'm a late bloomer in lots of areas of my life. I'm a late blooming runner, and I'm also a late blooming career person. Um, and and so, you know, I don't have time to mess around. If I'm going to, you know, work and have a career and somehow retire one day, I need to be, you know, moving on up. So, <clears throat> anyways, I just none of my goals, and I sat in my office for two days trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to do and I 
I debated back and forth whether I just sort of, you know, lied and, you know, told them what they wanted to hear or if I told them the truth. And so when they asked what my goals were in this email, I just told them the truth, which was that I didn't see myself staying. Um, and, and I worked for public accounting for staying in public accounting past this next tax season. So, um, so when that, that happened, I started really aggressively looking for a job, which conveniently coincided um, with me having a really sore Achilles um, tendon on my, specifically my right foot. So my running was cutting way back, and I just kind of took it as a time to rest and focus on looking for a job and my family. And um, so August was, I think I ran maybe 65 miles the entire month of August, Um, which that being said is not the kind of mileage you need to be running two months before a hundred mile race. So um, that being said, I will not be um, participating in the Havilene 100 100 mile race this year. but I will be starting a new job, um, and not only a new job, but I'll be moving to a new state. So I'll be leaving the fine state of Colorado, um, and it's legalized marijuana, and moving to Nevada, <laughs> where they have legalized prostitution. <laughs> you know, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, so. but but that's not related to the new job. No, that's, no. We just want to be related. clear. That's, that's not related to the job. No, it's a good job, but that's not it. <laughs> well, congratulations yeah. on your new job, and yeah, yeah I'm Havelina, really excited. And Havelina Hundred will be there. It'll be there. Um, I have been scoping the races that are like closest to me that maybe I could start training for. Um, Because I'll be in northern Nevada. Um, So not like in, um, you know, I'm going to be down near Vegas or, you know, Reno. I'll be three hours away from Reno. Um, There's not really a whole lot where I'm at. So the, the closest... Um, ultras that I found as I was perusing ultra sign up will be the salt flats endurance runs Ooh. at the Bonneville salt flat speedway, which sounds horrible. Sounds yeah. great. Uh, like a suffer <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And then also the other option, um, that's close by will be the burning man 50 K. Oh, go. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be an interesting ultra also that would be sort of close to my new home, you know. Well, I'm so- not, <laughs> not, not going to lie. I mean, I was, I was pretty bummed. I know you're bummed, but I was pretty, yeah. pretty bummed hearing that Havelina is out of the picture for you. Yeah, I, you know, I am, but I, I and we talked about it. Um, yeah. You know, prior to this, I mean, it's not like you guys are just finding this out now, but um, this is true. We didn't react in like shock and horror because we yeah. already knew it. <laughs> we already knew, yeah. <laughs> you guys knew, and um, 
but you know, I don't, I don't, I had all the stars lined up and my training kept going along and everything, but you know, life happens like it does for a reason. And I've learned that well over the past couple of years. And, um, there's a reason why I'm not running it this year and it's okay. And it's, it's not going anywhere. And maybe my, my job for Havelina this year doesn't have anything to do with me, but maybe with supporting somebody else. Um, and, <coughs> you know, because maybe somebody would like company in the middle of the night oh, in yeah. the desert, you know, oh, yeah. uh, or just a cheerleader at the finish line. Too, you I know, think a so, lot of people would like that. Yeah, yeah. I can think so, of one. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of another. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm disappointed, you know, a little bit, but I'm, but I know there's a reason why. You know, everything happens like it does for a reason, and and I'm okay with that. And um, it's, you know. Yeah. It's part of the journey. You know, that's why we started this whole thing was, you know, hey, let, we're just ordinary people and ordinary things happen, including sometimes getting a job and moving or, you know, whatever other crises happen to come upon our lives, you know. So like like losing a job and being able to run during the day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. for this. Yeah. So... You know, when you lost your job, it was, you know, I'm sure the first thing you thought, well, maybe one of the first few things, but, you know, you go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Yeah. I don't have a job. But then you're like, well, maybe this is why, you know, and you've been able to train. And so that's been great for you. And you know what? I have not dreaded a Monday since I left. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. That's the secret. So it, to it is a secret. <laughs> it is a yeah. secret. Life's too short to dread every Monday. It really is. Yep. It really is. So, okay, speaking of Sufferfest and Ooh. and Havelina, um, uh-huh. Melissa has been dealing with some, <sighs> I don't want to say suffering. Oh, you can call it suffering. Injury. <laughs> okay. Injury. Injury-related uh, uh issues which i think we've t- touched upon before so what is going on now well it was a really bad idea to run through sharp shooting pain for five hours the last five hours of howl at the moon which was the last race i did it was so you had pain that whole time yeah but i thought that it was quad pain and i'm like whatever it's my quads this is mm-hmm. soft tissue i'm just gonna run through it but it's I really messed up my IT band, and my knee is still really wrecked. Um, So I have not really been able to train. I can walk fine, so I've been hiking a lot. Like, and everyone, like, I seem to have like kind of like things are getting better a little bit. Um, So I ran, actually, I ran ten miles yesterday. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, ridiculous. (laughs) So that doesn't sound like injury. No, I was like, okay, so here's the thing. I have, I've been doing, you know, strength of the strengthening IT band. I've been doing my roster treatment. They've been really aggressively doing it and things will get better. I'll be like, and the thing is, it doesn't hurt if I'm not running. 
So I can't really tell you, you know, it's, it's just I'll start out running and I can get two miles down the road and then the sharp or two miles down the trail and then, then the sharp shooting pain comes back. Or some days I'll run 10 miles and be fine. Or some days mm-hmm. I'll like make it to the end of the driveway and know that I have to turn around. Um, so I can still walk though. So Rob's like trying to calm me down and say, you know, you have done so much training. What you need to do now is get healthy and you can still run the race, but I'm not sure about that. Um, so I made an appointment based on some friends, running friends advice to go get dry needled. Mm -hmm. And I am recovering from that now. Okay, so what exactly is dry needling? Um, well, <laughs> so I got the name of this physical therapist who lives, like, way, way, way out in the mountains. It seriously took me, like, 50 minutes just to drive. And she works out of her house. So I'm, like, going to a complete stranger's house and going to have her stick needles into me. Sounds awesome. It was, like, terrifying. And then I'm driving there realizing, like, you need four-wheel drive to drive on this road. It's, like, a dirt road in the mountains. I had my foot, like, pressed all the way to the gas on the bottom going uphill. I'm going 10 miles an hour, like, holy shit, I'm going to start rolling backwards. I don't think. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It was like running the gauntlet just to get there. And so I finally made it to her house. I'm like, hallelujah. And she was amazing. Like, she was the smartest person I have ever talked to in my entire life. She was amazing. Um, And she, like, the thing is, she, I mean, she really, like, looked at my body and, like, did tests and stuff and tried, you know, figured out what was causing the problem. Um, And, I think I've mentioned before, I have scoliosis. My back is crooked and this causes enormous problems with my hips. So the problem is my hips. My piriformis is completely jacked up, which is pulling my IT band. And so I'm getting pain in my Mm -hmm. knee. And so Uh she stuck needles into my piriformis muscle, which is kind of like, oh, yeah, I almost passed out Uh, the thing is it wasn't that painful it was more just like and I don't really have a needle phobia per se but I did like it was scary because I was like I mean one of the risks is they could hit a nerve like she could hit the sciatic nerve and then that's gonna be really bad um and so I was just like I got really nervous but it was fine and it didn't really hurt that bad um but she said how many needles well it was different than what i was expecting i thought it was going to be like she stuck a bunch of needles in me and then like left them there for 10 minutes no she would stick one needle in get that muscle to contract and pull it out and then stick Ah. it and it was like maybe only three or four needles that she did and it was just like I don't, I mean, I don't even know if it was 30 seconds, like maybe 10 seconds or something that was in there. But when she got this one, like, really sweet spot on my piriformis, she said it contracted so hard that it bent her needle. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that seemed to, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I'm going to need a couple, probably a couple of sessions to really get Mm -hmm. my hips 
to stop doing that. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah. she said, like, not to do anything today. But if I feel like it, I can go out and run tomorrow, but not run more than six miles, probably. And I'm like, if I could run six miles, that would be great. Yeah. So I don't know. But I am not handling it as well as Angela is <laughs> with the thought, in part because I have already signed up for Havelina 100. I paid all this money. Yeah. I completely yep. organized my job, my life, my everything around this race. My father-in-law mm -hmm. is having to reorganize his life around this race because he's going to have to come out here and take care of my kid mm -hmm. while I'm running it. It's, like, going to be a big deal if I have to, to not show up. And it's, like, I think a normal person in this scenario would be, like, okay, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to pull the plug and not do it. But I'm, like, but what if I could? You know, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I still could I could wake up tomorrow and be fine and still do it. And I don't, people keep telling me, well, you've got plenty of time. I mean, it's the end of you have October. 45 days. <laughs> 45 days. Thanks, Christina. But you know, then you've got the taper and whatever. And the thing is that I just realized so Rob has a conference. Like, I don't know, it's it's uh Two weeks before Havelina 100, Rob has a conference, and he's going to be gone that week. And Will has, like, some kind of fall break, so he's not going to be in school. I'm going to be home alone with my kid during the week where I wanted to run 80 miles. I have no childcare. Like, and it's not even like I can get up and run in the morning before whatever, because Rob's not going to be here. My kid would just be alone. So I'm like, crap. <laughs> now like I was thinking okay I'd have to do my biggest week three miles or three three weeks before the race well that's coming up really fast mm -hmm. so I don't know and I mean of course this PT I went to see today she's like you know I can't make you any promises <laughs> about what this prognosis is going to be um so I I honestly what don't about, know what see, about doing the 100k well, this is, I mean, at one point, I mean, it was maybe a week or two ago, I was like, okay, I can shift my focus and just like, yeah, I'll shift my focus to the 100K. That is still an option. I think that's an option. However, I kind of think if I was able to run 100K, I could probably run 100 miles. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking about this. It's a 100-mile race. Like, even if I was perfectly healthy, I'm not going to be running 100 miles of it. Like, realistically, I think I'd be running probably about 60 miles of the race. With, like, walk sure. breaks every loop. And then, I mean, that's kind mm -hmm. of what I did for across the years, which is obviously a different thing. But, like, each loop was a mile mm -hmm. long, and I walked a quarter of each loop <laughs> for the entire race. So, like, what does that add up to, you know? Well, the conditions are completely different, though. Yeah, but I, th I think, I think that's one option. Twenty mile loops. It's well, yeah. I mean, so you, but like running. So you have, so you have three weeks to train, and then three weeks taper, right? Yeah. Unless I can find, you know, somebody some help with my kit during that, because I like to, yeah. I like, I wanted to do two weeks out to be the longest week. Um. But we'll see. So I don't know. Um, 
as you guys know, I went and was like living in a cave for a while and refused to like emerge and talk to anybody <laughs> because I was <laughs> I was not in a good place about it. Like I'm not happy at all about this happening. I'm just like completely sick about having spent the money on the registration fee if I don't even get to show up. Um, Do they have refunds? I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I don't think anybody can do that. I mean, I don't know. But some races are, if if you give them like a certain deadline, yeah. um, they will refund like a portion. I'm just not Which, ready to you know, pull the plug though. No. Like yesterday, but I you went should out. have that option. You should just know what that option is, just in case, so it's not like a completely total loss. Yeah, I just assume that you can't. I've never heard of a race that would give you a refund. I've never. Done oh, a race. really? Yeah, I've never done a race that would give you a refund if you don't, if you like, you get injured. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm not like strong enough to talk about it yet, but. Yeah. Yeah, but you are strong enough of a runner and you're experienced enough that you know you know what you can do. I mean, it's not like you're I mean, I I pulled the plug, you know, and I was just getting to where I could do 45 or 50 miles a week. And that, that wasn't a base, that was like I had built up to that. So for and for the first time ever so but you have enough experience and your base of mileage is high enough and strong enough that you could lose some time in there and you haven't like you told us it's not like you've been completely without running Mm -hmm. so I I think it's still a possibility I think that you're a strong enough runner experienced enough that you could still if this dry needling and all the strength stuff and everything you're doing comes together, which it will, that you could still do the race and finish. Yeah. That's what I'm hanging on to, but it's pro it might be delusional. I don't know, but that's, that's what Rob keeps telling me too. He's like, you know, just keep walking. Walking doesn't hurt. Just keep walking. That's going to keep your fitness up. You're not going to, you know, be causing yourself to become mm-hmm. more injured and then you know yep. you'll be fine mm-hmm. and you can show up but I just like I hate that I was so like I so did not want to go into this under trained and feeling doubtful of whether I could pull it off you know and things were going so well so, well when was the last time you had an, a long run was that was that how yeah that was like my 45 or 40, 40 four, and 40. that was that was a month Beginning ago today. Of... Yeah. The longest run I've done since right. then is 10 miles. Okay. Well, I mean, there's still time. There's time. <laughs> Believe me, I, oh. I wish there was more time. <laughs> I know. Can we just have them, like, postpone it for a while? I, yeah. <laughs> just push it back. <laughs> like, November. That would be great. <laughs> November 24th. Sounds, like Thanksgiving. Could we do it Thanksgiving? Exactly. Thanksgiving. Yeah, be, yeah, I think that would be good. Healed by then. But 
Yeah, so you might be the only representative at Javelina this year. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, 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 I'm still pulling for you, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, look what happened with across the years. You were injured going into that. I was injured going into that, and the longest run I had done, or the longest week I had done prior to across the years was 45 miles. I don't even know if it was that, maybe like 42 or something. It was like, I was like marathon training and I had zero intention of running a hundred miles. I was like, maybe I'll try to run a hundred K that would be pushing it. But I don't mean, it's a different course. Obviously it's a different thing, but I think the walking saved me just because I walked so much of it. And I'm trying, like, I'm calculating, okay, there's a 30 hour time limit on Havelina 100, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you could walk a lot of that race. Yeah. And still finish. I'm banking on that. (laughs) There's a lot of walking (laughs) in ultras. There's a a lot of walking in ultras. A lot of walking in Melissa's race (laughs) if I show up. So we'll see. But there is like, there was some little girl who did it a few years ago. She did the 100K and she walked like a bunch of it and took like 30 hours. I could do that yeah. maybe. I don't know. I think so. We'll see. I'm just like, yeah, I've not been handling it well. I've been super depressed and not well, a happy person. Maybe, maybe try your six miles tomorrow and see how it goes. We'll see. I'm just like, I'm to the point where I'm terrified. So, okay. So there's a big race here in town, a big trail race on Saturday. It was a half marathon. I like, I wasn't running it, but Rob was. And so we were there. And then after, so (laughs) Rob had taken off his gloves during the race. Cause it was like 40 degrees when it started and 80 degrees by finish. And he had like thrown his gloves on the, down on the course, thinking that a friend of his who was out there had seen him and was going to pick up the gloves and he didn't like, he didn't notice that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'll go out and hike the course and I'll look for your gloves. Mm -hmm. And so I did it, but I actually ran like all of it that was runnable It's the gnarliest, craziest, hardest trail for me ever. Just like pure rocks and falling off the mountain kind of trail. And I was like, I, like, I can't run this anyway, even if I'm healthy, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. but I did, I like ran, walked it and everything was fine. That was Saturday. And so I was like, game on, Havelina hundred Sunday morning. I was going to go out for a light run. Pain started at the end of my driveway. Mm-hmm. I was like, crap. Monday, I went, I went out, I was like, everything's fine. I'm just going to keep running until it's not fine anymore. And I ran 10 miles and was totally fine. It seems like every other every day. Every other day. So I shouldn't run the day before Havelina 100. That's, that's There you go. Thinking. Right. <laughs> There's her strategy. She's got a strategy. I don't know, you guys. This is a disaster. But I'm hoping this crazy thing I did with the needle sticking in my piriformis is going to help. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've got this anxiety about running now because it doesn't hurt if I'm not running. So I think everything's fine. I go out and I start running and it's this terror of, okay, when is it going to hit? Like, Mm. you know, I'm just like waiting and it's, it's really unpleasant. And so I'm like, 
you know, this dry needling thing that I did, this is my last resort kind of thing. I've done so many things to try to get this fixed. And it's like the dry needling thing was the last resort. And if I go out tomorrow and try to run and I have the pain again, I think that's just going to crush me. Yay. Well, you never know unless you try. <laughs> or maybe what'll happen is tomorrow I'll go running and be fine, think everything's fine, and then the next day I go out and it still hurts. I don't, which means things things aren't better. But I'll probably I'll probably need like one more, at least one or two more treatments. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have to like block off my whole day because it takes forty five to fifty minutes to drive there. Then she spent an hour and a half with me today. I don't think it would take that long in the future because she's kind of that was like the intake, the evaluation. Mm-hmm. And then drive back home. Like it was half my day. I didn't get anything else done today. And then I felt like just totally weird after that. Yeah. So, Interesting. A lot of lactic acid. But I I yeah. I would think too that if you're um like if it's not hurting every time, you know what I mean? Like if every time you move, it's causing problems, then I think that's, you know, I think that seems to be indicative of something major. But I think when it's something like that where it's like, okay, it's fine this time and then, but then maybe the next time it's not, that it's, it's, um, Cause I, and I didn't have anything nearly as serious, but when I ran the Colfax and I DNF'd that race, it was because of my, because I had pain in my IT band, but mm-hmm. it all came back to my piriformis mm-hmm. in my hips. I was thinking about um, you a lot today when she told me that was where the mm-hmm. issue was. Yeah. It's never where you feel the pain. So, I mean, it just, it never is. It's always seems to be like on the opposite side and up you know, from wherever you feel the pain, you know, like the pain in my Achilles, there's nothing wrong with my Achilles. That's just where I feel it. The problem I think is in my calves. And I think it's also even further up a little bit. So, but I, you know, I think if you're, if you're able to have a good run, I I think there's, I think there's hope in that because I think then if you can, there's, you know, whether it's inflammation that's going on, whether you need to have, you know, some icing and sitting on the, you know, like I did a lot of sitting on the lacrosse ball whenever my piriformis muscle hurts, mm. you know. Um, but that stuff's all connected that, yeah. you know, piriformis in your core and your hip strength and all of that, that girdle that is, you know, it just, and then you throw your scoliosis in and it's even, you know, I mean, that makes it even harder. But I I don't know. I think I think if you can get that kind of a run out and that it doesn't hurt all the time, every time, yeah. I I think you can overcome it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I will overcome I would it. have loved to have done dry <laughs> needling in that piriformis. I did a lot of stuff on you, my I pure- think you would need that. I think that, yeah, I think that would help you because she was saying like, yeah, foam rolling, all this stuff, that is not going to get to where your issue is. And, you know, that's the stuff I'd been doing. And even this Rossiter stuff, they couldn't get in there. So, oh, yeah, I was thinking of you a lot because it sounds like we had had some similar problems. So yeah, it's definitely gonna get better. Unit, 
Oh, It'll right. get better. It's just whether or not it's going to be better in time for Javelina. There. I feel better now that you did that. Yeah. You? I'm not sure I do. Yeah, I do. Well, it was totally it, it was more. it was totally weird. She's saying my right hip, that's where the the pain is in my knee, my right side. Was totally jacked up, like it was like two inches higher or something than my left hip because my piriformis was pulling it. She did that stuff and she said, "Okay, your hips—they're never going to be totally even because of the way your scoliosis is, but they're much more even." And it was so weird walking around. I felt like off balance, yep. and I'm like, "This is what it feels like to be normal." <laughs> like I am mm. so used to walking around with these completely jacked up hips. Like, I didn't even realize that. But then I was freaking out because I had, I had like, work stuff to do. Afterwards, I'm sitting at my computer, and I'm like, oh, my God, did I just undo all of the stuff she did? I hope not. I don't know, because now it doesn't yeah. feel like that anymore. It's like, am I just – did I just kind of get used to mm -hmm. that feeling? Or did I, have I just completely gone back <laughs> to how I was before? So I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to, like, run and try things and whatever and then, like, contact her – I mean, just, like, call her at her house. Like, it's not even, I mean, it's, she works out of her house. Just call her personal number and set up another time for next week. Just, like, oh, that's, a, you know, another week that's gone by. If it snows, you're not making it to her house in the Prius. I know. There's no oh. way. I was thinking of that. I'm like, my God, I hope this is resolved by winter because I'm never going to get up here. She said, actually, she, she, she comes into town and rents a space or something in the winter time. I'm like, could could you go ahead and do that now? Because now <laughs> that would help me a lot. I appreciate it. Oh my God, yeah, I'm scared. Like, I'm more scared to drive back over there than I am to have her stick needles in me. Because I was like, <laughs> I was by you know pure luck that I made it. I think it was raining today and foggy, super foggy and raining. So I'm like, maybe the wet gravel made it worse and if it was better weather we'd be okay but yeah it could snow any day now this is colorado in september it, it could so it could. just check the weather forecast before making your appointment <laughs> <laughs> let me see sunny go for it <laughs> that's true oh goodness so guys i i don't have a good prognosis no happy stories from me this week well, well it's happy that you know you're getting treatment and you're you're experiencing some signs of improvement that's true day by day you know just take it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be day by day do what you can it is yeah and you know just don't do any more damage to it like rob saying yeah, maybe you shouldn't go out and run 10 miles on the days when you can run like try five yeah <laughs> but yeah. I just get like oh my god okay and the thing is I made this appointment like on over the weekend I had called her and made this appointment and I reshuffled everybody's lives around so that I could go to this appointment on Tuesday morning and then like yesterday Monday I ran 10 miles and was totally fine and I'm like this is a waste I should cancel it like there's no reason I'm better there's no reason I should go so I think I was kind of like trying to push myself you know, so that I had a reason to go. And I did, because this morning it hurt mm. again. So I'm glad that I kept the appointment. I'm glad that I went. Does it 
hurt when you like wake up or no it only hurts to run when you run and it often doesn't hurt when i start running it's like two Mm -hmm. miles into the run Uh all right (laughs) 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 good times fun times well maybe we'll do another show well we managed to yeah we covered a lot of ground tonight we covered a lot of ground tonight we did we did it was long overdue yeah. Well, not too long. We had a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. We had a couple of shorties, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a little potpourri of things that we needed to discuss, which is nice. Got them all out there. The yes. Out. Okay. So. Um, all right. Wrap us up, Christina, because you're the 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 skillful skillful orator. No. Lucky 22. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky 22. It's all you, babe. Oh, lucky 22. Well, thank you for listening to our 22nd episode. Um, We hope to be back soon. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. And uh, be well. And uh, take care.